Hey there, freedom-loving patriots. I'm your host, Becca Marie, and you are listening to Freedom Speak. We are proudly unindoctrinated and wide awake on Conservative Talk, ABQ, KDAZ, 96.9 FM, AM 700, and listen from anywhere at conservativetalkabq.com. I'd like to invite you to check out my website, freedomspeaknm.com, where you can listen to playbacks of any of my previous shows and check out the other useful resources I have posted there. I also have a new tab tab I've added uh, that says Becca's Monologues, and you can listen to the monologues from all of my shows going all the way back to the beginning. I had a lot of requests to do that, so I did it. Uh, You can check out the podcast of any of my previous shows, also on SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple iTunes. If you want to send me your questions and comments, you can email me at Becca, B-E-C-C-A, at freedomspeaknm.com. I got Stella in the uh, studio with me again today. How are you doing, Stella? I'm freezing. It was like 15 degrees this morning. Yeah, we got a lot of snow up in the East Mountains where I live. It's, uh, I mean, we got like... Four or five inches each the, day. It awesome. was crazy. Yeah. Well, we get in the city, but it melts as soon as it hits the floor, you know. Yeah. Pretty sad. So, and I got a guest in the uh, in the studio with us. I'm going to be bringing on in a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about first. I've been thinking about these, you know, over the years, you know, we've heard these movements. We have, you know, different communities out there um, wanting a little bit more acceptance in the community. And I believe what I've seen over the past couple, three years is I have seen the government and radical groups, those that would like to enslave all of us, in which they've been wanting to hijack these causes and weaponize them. So the deep state, the globalists, the new world order, the actual fascists that are on the left, and I'm not saying all the left is a bunch of fascists. I'm saying that there are a lot of fascists on the left. The, it used to be years ago, I remember when I very first started getting interested in politics, when I was, I don't know, I, 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 wasn't, very inter- I wasn't interested in politics at all. I didn't even know what they were when I was a teenager. But as I got a little older, I got a little bit more interested. I... And especially when I very first started voting, I noticed that, you know, there were Republicans and Democrats. It's like, oh, okay. And I, and I would read and say, oh, okay, this person stands on these issues. Okay, I believe in these issues, and I think that they're a good person for that job. And I would just simply vote for the best person. But it's just not that way anymore. It's not that way at all. The, the, the Democrat Party has, for the most part, become very radicalized. And, and anyway— Anyway, I think think the Democrat Party got hijacked. Yeah, well, they did, along with a lot of other causes, which is what got me thinking about this. Mm -hmm. So we got the creatures that dwell in the D.C. DC swamp, and for quite some time, and especially so for the last few years, they've been using tactics straight from Sun Tzu and Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals to divide us as a society. Now, I love Sun Tzu's uh, tactics. I mean, great. They're great things. I mean, it's, it's, it's common reading with, with a lot of business people, a lot of politicians, people that want to want to get ahead and be competitive. It, they've got some really great things in there. It's not, Sun Tzu's not all about going out on the battlefield and and you know, winning on the battlefield, it's about winning in the idea, you know, in the war of ideas and things like that. And Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals, um, 
it can be used in an evil way. And, and there for a long time, I was talking about Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Hey, we can use that to, uh, to go up against those that are trying to uh, enslave us. You know, good tactics, actually. They work. Yeah, they do work. They do. So terms like racist, bigot, homophobe, misogynist, white privilege, white supremacist, toxic masculinity, I like that one the best, transphobic, and any other to- term that ends in phobe, ist, or ick, <laughs> as well as any number of other words they haven't even made up yet have been used so much that they no longer have any relevance anymore. It used to be when you called somebody a racist, like, oh, oh my gosh. It's like, no, everybody's a racist nowadays, so it doesn't matter anymore. As a matter of fact, I believe these words have only been used as a means of destroying communication between people of different cultures, destroying relationships, breaking up families, and emasculating men, among other things. That's their whole intent. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. All of this is a tool to shut us up, divide us up, knock us down, so that those that would like to rule over us can take over without even a fight. And it, like in Sun Tzu, where it's talking about, you know, you, 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 you win without fighting the battle. Well, that's kind of what they're doing. They're turning us against each other. We're easily controlled that way. A lot of people apparently are, we have seen. Mm-hmm. Social media is being used as a very efficient weapon to further this agenda. How much does it cost you to log on to Twitter or Facebook or any other platform and accuse someone right now of an ism? Ism. (laughs) An an ism. (laughs) America is fast developing its own informal social credit system. As the writer Rod Dreyer has noted, in which people with the wrong politics or online persona are banned from social media sites and online financial networks. I like when I'm talking about financial networks, I've talked about like companies like BlackRock and State Street and Vanguard. And, and you wonder why a lot of these corporations are coming up with these self-destructive policies. I mean, look at what has recently happened to Disney. I mean, they've lost an enormous amount of value in their company because they, they went into these woke policies. Well, you got these, you got these big money fund managers behind all of, the, behind all of this. When everything is recorded for eternity, when making mistakes, standing up for what you believe, and taking risk are transformed into capital offenses, when things that were common sense until two seconds ago become unsayable, people make the understandable decision to simply shut up. Exactly. And, you know, like you said, things that were made of two seconds ago, it was, it's, so, it's overcoming so quickly. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of people give in to peer pressure. Mm-hmm. Different groups of people such as the LGBTQ plus plus minus divided whatever community, the straight community, various people of color, various racial backgrounds, religious beliefs, men and women have been turned against each other. This divisiveness has been used to demonize the founders of our great country, tear down statues of prominent historical figures, Rename institutions of higher learning. Attack women fighting for their hard-earned accomplishments in professional sports. Remove well-known icons such as Aunt Jemima, Uncle Ben, and the Indian woman from the labeling on food packaging. 
Eliminate the representation of Native Americans from sports teams. The list goes on. The enemies of we the people are taking causes that various groups have been fighting for and weaponizing it against them. An incident of a black man being treated unjustly by police is pointed out. Amplified by a compliant media, discontent is stirred up in the community, and the narrative that all black people are oppressed by all white people or all cops is promoted. An opportunist corporation such as Black Lives Matter sees an inroad to profit off of a movement. Professional agitators are hired to incite a riot. And evil globalists such as George Soros fuel the fire with large sums of money. The result is that black communities get burned to the ground, black business owners have their businesses destroyed, and black residents in the cities where all this is happening get assaulted. All the while, the owners of the Black Lives Matter Corporation get rich and buy multiple mansions, and all the progress towards ending racism completely is set back by decades. Because now, white people are given the impression that black people are criminals. That's exactly what they want you to think. That's the message that they want to get out there, and they want people to believe that. Women have fought for years to earn a place in professional sports. It is a biological fact that women and men have a different level of ability when it comes to physical strength. This is why exclusively women's leagues were formed. There's a reason why when you go to a golf course that, w that the women's tee-off is forward of the men's. Because of less physical strength, a woman cannot drive the ball quite as far on the tee-off. I know that. I used to do some golfing. There's a reason why you have never ever seen the best woman athlete beat the best male athlete in a contest that involves physical strength. There's a difference, people. I know they don't want you to realize that. There's a reason why various records held by men are significantly higher than those held by women. There are things that women can do better than men, but they are not things involving physical strength. It is simply biology. Now women's sports are being invaded by biological males, and if a woman athlete speaks out, she is demonized with some kind of ism and accused of being the problem. Her reputation is then destroyed. People are afraid to speak up now, but that's what they want. They want you to be afraid, and they want you to shut up. That's why they made you wear the mask that long. That's right. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's conditioning people. Oh, Shut yeah. up and wear your mask. Pay attention when they're talking. Those in the LGBT community for years have simply been trying to live their lives, love who they want, and get, gain some kind of acceptance or at the very least tolerance from society as a whole. Those that seek to promote hatred and chaos have used this community to their benefit by pushing the idea that somehow the LGBT community seeks to indoctrinate others. I know a lot of people that I've met in the LGBT community. They do not want to indoctrinate others. They just want to live their lives and be left alone. Mm -hmm. We see this agenda being forced in things such as Disney movies, drag queen story hour, attacking churches, and forcing someone to decorate a gay wedding cake. 
I, I read about that one issue with the guy that that owned the the cake store in Colorado. Okay. Was it, was it Colorado? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He had no objection whatsoever to baking a cake for anybody that wanted a cake. But the the language that they used, they twist the whole thing. They said he would not bake a cake for them. No. He said, I'll bake a cake for anyway, anybody. But due to my personal beliefs, and people have a right to their personal beliefs, not everybody has to accept everything. It's like they have the freedom to believe the way they want. He said, I'll bake the cake if you want, but I just I don't feel good about decorating it because it, it goes against my beliefs. Mm-hmm. Fine. Go to somebody that will decorate it the way you want. There are plenty of people that will, but no. These people had to get all military. And, and I think this is all about demonizing the movement. It really is. You get some radical little group that wants to go in and push this and try to make everybody look bad and turn everybody against each other and get everybody at each other's throats. Well, they're very selfish. They want every, everybody to think the way they do. And Well, that's behave. what they want people yeah. to think. That's what they want people to think. And no, the LGBT community does not think that way no the very rare case of transgenderism is being made to seem like it's a common occurrence and is being forced on kindergarten children along with this big pharma and the medical community are trying to cash in just like they've been cashing in on the whole covid scandemic they know that it was killing people they don't care they're making billions of dollars they don't want that to stop not only that but they don't want it to stop because they were to admit that they did something that was hurting people, they would be opening themselves up to lawsuits. Mm -hmm. People that have simply wanted to blend in and live their lives in peace have now had a bright light shined on them in which they just wanted to just lay low and live their life. What it comes down to is that causes that are important to different groups have been hijacked by those that seek to defy, that divide and destroy us all. Racism, bigotry, phobias, and isms do exist and probably always will be. People are not perfect. Human beings are not perfect. There are racist people out there. There are people out there with phobias. There are people out there that are bigots. But for the most part, most people are not that way. The progress that's been made over the years has been slowly being torn down. We need to be kinder to each other. I will fight for your freedom of speech to say whatever you want, but that doesn't make intentionally saying something to hurt someone morally okay. If you're personally not experiencing a certain situation, you can't really understand what it's like to walk a mile in somebody else's shoes or know how another person feels or what they are going through. On the other side, we all need to be more understanding of the lack of understanding by others. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, it does. Okay. Like mind your own business. <laughs> <laughs> understand that there are people that are not going to understand, okay? That's just the way it is. Many people fear something that is unknown to them. Understanding takes a lot of time sometimes. You will not gain understanding from others by forcing your agenda on them. This is the very thing the enemy is doing to divide us. They are hijacking our issues, isolating them, amplifying them, and shoving them down everybody's throats. And that's kind of a variation on one of Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Isolate an issue and focus on it. That's what they're doing. Anyway, 
I ad-libbed that one a whole lot, but that's okay. Did you like that one, Stella? Yeah, really. It brings up everything that they're doing. Yeah. And trying to force everybody to think their way. Yeah, right. Like, who cares? Well, that's what... See, that's the point I'm making. Mm -hmm. That's what those that are trying to use this as a tool to divide all of us, that's what they want you to think. Mm -hmm. They want you to believe that all of these different groups, they're all in it, and they're all trying to force it down your throat, when actually, no, it's all the work of a few little radicals. I remember them talking about how all of the uh, turmoil going on on social media was caused by just a handful of people controlling thousands of bots. And that's essentially what they're doing. So anyway, I want to bring on my guest, Carlton Gums Gossett. (laughs) That's that's a mouthful, Carlton. It it is. (laughs) I met Carlton the other day. Uh, As I've told you guys before, I do techie work. That's how I actually make my living. And uh, Carlton, uh, I don't know if you want to say where you work. yeah, okay, staying anonymous on that. Okay. Anyway, a location I was doing some work. I met Carlton there. And I found that he was uh, like-minded, and we got to talking about some stuff. And I said, hey, Carlton, you want to come on the radio with me? He said, oh, heck yeah. <laughs> so here he is. <laughs> yes, I, I, I really have been um, just just uh, fuming with anticipation uh, to, for an opportunity to be here. It's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty cool. Cool. Awesome. Well, what do you think about what I was talking about there? What's your What's your take on that? Well, oh, you covered a lot. Uh, um, I did. I did cover a lot. I was trying to take notes. <laughs> I saw that <laughs> as you were going. Um, I as you brought up all the isms and the the obias, and you know, it, it occurred to me that through our history, racism was a weapon used to control masses, right? Even even small groups spread out over a large area. It, racism was the tool. the The hatred was the the the, the vehicle um, used to control all these people and prevent them from voting or or stop them from from taking away or or seizing their own control over their own lives. So things haven't changed at all. I wouldn't <laughs> say that. I would say now instead of racism being the tool, now the word racism is the tool. You're going to be called a racist, and that's what's going to cause enough fear to to allow someone else to implement control over you. That makes sense, yeah. You know, um, along with the xenophobia and the all the rest of them. You know, the 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 idea of being labeled poorly is enough to keep people in their small little lane and stop them from reaching out and and you know striving for better. Well, you think that I, I think it goes back to I mean. They're like when we're kids. I remember when we were kids. It's like peer pressure. And I think when people grow up, they don't get over that. I think people are still very susceptible to peer pressure. I think that's what it's all about. You want to be accepted uh, with, from other people. And, and so that fear of being labeled, you know, just like when I was talking about the women athletes. I mean, they're, women's... Women's sports are under attack right now by these people. Women, period. Are yeah, women, attack. period, are. Yeah, they are. The word woman. Oh, we oh yeah. They can't even describe what a woman is. Oh, here, here's something I'm going to mention while I'm thinking about it. <clears throat> the other day, I was listening to a news uh, report, and I was listening to them listening uh, talking about NOTAMs, okay, when it has to do with the FAA, okay? I'm a pilot. I've told you that. I don't know if I told you that or not, but... So a NOTAM, okay, I've been a pilot for, 
I don't know, 15 years now, I guess. A NOTAM, when I first became a pilot, meant it's an acronym for Notices to Airmen. Okay? Now, what a Notices to Airmen is, is basically before you go uh, get in your plane and you go fly somewhere, you look up the latest NOTAM. Okay? That is a notice to the person flying the plane. Okay? It's a notice to pilots. Okay? And it, it kind of gives you a lot of little information, notices about uh, situations, about the destination where you're flying to, uh, something that's out of the ordinary, something that like a, maybe a temporary flight restriction or something like that. It tells you this information. It's information you need to know before you get in your plane and you go fly there so that you don't accidentally do something you're not supposed to do. Well, I noticed when I was listening to the news a while back, they said... They referred to NOTAMs as being notices to air missions. And I'm thinking, what? Did these guys not do their research before they talked about this news show? And it's like, that's not right. It's notices to airmen. And so I even looked it up. And they've changed it on the FAA website. Notices to air missions. What the heck does that mean? Oh, FAA went woke. Yes, they did. Okay. <laughs> and the reason the reason I brought that up is because I was watching the news this morning, and it's like, oh, my gosh. That's what happened. They were talking about how men. Oh, it, said, it says notices to air men. Oh, my gosh. Not the men. That's that's. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that's uh, what is what it, What's the word for it when you when you like. Uh, misogynist. That, that's a misogynist term. Oh my God, we can't say notices to air men. It has to be notices to air people or, air, or whatever. But no, they change it to something stupid like notices to air missions? That doesn't make any sense. You know, that, that forces me to wonder. The lowest rank you can be in the Navy is a seaman. Are they gonna, I'm not going to comment. Are they going to get rid of that rank? Are they going to change it? Could be. Could be. They're going to change it because it says men. Well, why did you bring it that does. up? You just gave him an idea. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Look what you started. Well, I was thinking about a term used in, in, in human reproduction. There's a oh. semen <laughs> term that's used in that, yeah. too. Well, you know, it's like, well, that is, well, what about what about the other part of that? You know, it's like, I, I don't know. They're just getting ridiculous on this stuff. Absolutely ridiculous. It's like, okay, all men are created equal. Men refers to people. That refers to human beings. Okay, and they're just they're they're just taking words and they're just making it impossible to communicate with each other. They take them out of context, all of them. Uh, not okay. Circling back to the word racist, right? Um, to to look up the definition of the term racist, it doesn't mean what what people today think it means, right? It's uh, to to think you're better than someone based on the racial disparity. Mm-hmm. Not to acknowledge the racial racial disparity, yeah, right. But but if you would go around acknowledging a racial disparity between you and anyone else, they're going to call you a racist. I never said I was better than you. I said you probably like orange soda, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Just so happens I don't like orange soda. I didn't say I'm better than you. Right. 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 Uh, you, you know, just acknowledging that someone might have a, a cultural preference or a, a, a cliche. Uh, that applies to them uh, is not to be racist. It's to be funny. Well, and the other thing is, is like you just said, 
Yes, there is a difference between men and women, like I mentioned earlier. There are obvious differences. But there are also, you mentioned culture. That's an interesting topic. Okay, just because someone has different uh, likes uh, that kind of falls in line with a cultural difference doesn't make it racist. It just, it's just a thing. You know, it's like I, I had a friend of mine years ago that I'd hang out with sometimes, and uh, she, she lived in Tuskegee, Alabama. I don't know if you've ever been there before or not. No. Okay. I'm scared of Alabama. <laughs> the interesting thing about Tuskegee, Alabama, I would say that Tuskegee, Alabama is 99.9% black. Okay. So when a white girl like me goes there to visit my friend in Tuskegee, Alabama, I stick out. <laughs> you know, and it's like, I found it fascinating because it's, there is a culture, uh, there is a black culture, which I found to be fascinating. I went there and had the best time. I, they were all so nice, and I hung around. They had certain kinds of food, which I believe most people refer to it like soul food, you know? I was going to say barbecue. Barbecue, barbecue. They like that, too. And, that, and it's, there's nothing... There's nothing racist about that. It's simply different cultures have, you know, just like when you go to a Chinese restaurant, when are they going to find, when are they going to determine that that is also racist? You go to a Chinese restaurant, you have food that is culturally popular in China. Or at least that we think so, right? Well, yeah, which we're That's kind of like calling Taco Bell Mexican true. food. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like Taco Bell's Mexican food. No. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> you know, I, I went I went on a trip to Mexico several years ago. I went to Mazatlan, which, by the way, I love Mexico. I could just stay down there all the time. And I went down to Mazatlan, and, yeah, I was staying in a resort, but it's like I told my friends I was there. It was like, well, yeah, the resort's nice, but I didn't come to Mexico to see what it's like in the United States and Mexico. You know, it's like, you know, the resort is like being at home. Mm-hmm. I want to go outside the resort, and I want to go where culturally where where i can experience mexican culture you know that's what i wanted to do and i and i did that and i i don't know we went to a restaurant one night and there was a, a guy there and he was uh, selling um, zip lining trips and apparently they had a setup uh, way back in the back country they're set up where they did zip lining and it's like they bring tourists there and do it you know it's like oh yeah that's i love zip lining I went there, and they had a the, their their local village that was there. They uh, you know cooked things like Mexican culture cooks things, and right. and they served us a traditional Mexican lunch. And oh my gosh, that is the best night and day taco I've ever had in my entire life. Right? Oh yes. I remember my first authentic taco. I was surprised because I had grown up on Taco Bell. Yeah. Right. And uh, I, my my dad took me to this place where they had like 50 cent tacos and it was corn tortilla, meat, onions. And I was like, this is not a taco. It's not a taco. <laughs> I had I had a whole crisis around it. I was only maybe 12 years old. Um, but now I, I can't. I can't. I can't make myself go to Taco Bell. <laughs> I go there, but it's like I don't think of it as Mexican food. It's just Taco Bell. Yeah. I had it yesterday, I think, if I recall. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, hey, guys, we're at the end of the first segment, so uh, we're going to come back, and we have just so much to talk about today. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking about the whole balloon fiasco. We're going to talk about the train crashes. Uh, I'm going to you know, talk about the latest died early news. Uh, some some people, some notable figures have passed away over the past week. And uh, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.